everybody. This is Rob. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to How Much Do We Love? And what episode is this, Sarah? It's episode 123. I'm glad you knew that. One, two, three. One, two, three. Those numbers go in order. I'm no mathematician. But those but come in order. I do know the first three numbers of the num num As the numbers. Num- they, one, two, three. Easy as one, two, three, you could yes. say, to put the Jackson 5. How much do we love the Jackson 5? Love them. Love it. Well, um, what are we loving this week, Robbie? Um, okay, this happens to me every year. It's usually about this time. I find the perfect T-shirt. Mm. Time for summer. And it's just, um, first of all, there's just like some T-shirts that I love. But it seems like every summer the T-shirt changes a little bit. Like the V-neck is just a little deeper or a little not so deep. Or maybe uh, the sleeve is a little longer. But the T-shirt changes each season. And I like find one that I really like. Can I try it on? And if it looks good on me, I buy like three of them. Yeah. Three or four of them sometimes. And there's usually some sort of deal because they know that I'm looking for the perfect T-shirt. Right. So it'll be like two for 28 or oh, buy three it. and you get 15% off all of them or something like that. I love finding the perfect T-shirt. And I right now I'm wearing my perfect T-shirt from about four years ago because mm-hmm. it's late night and I'm not going anywhere. But my perfect T-shirt for this year, yeah. I will say for a night where I'm going out with my friends. Who's from where? Uh, it's from The Gap. Oh. It's actually the it's actually this t shirt I'm wearing in my Facebook uh profile profile pick, the hipstamatic yeah. pick that I did. Cute it's kind pick. of a kind of a blue blue heathery material, but then and it's a V neck but it's a V neck ringer. And okay. I got it in blue and in charcoal gray. Wait, what's a ringer? Ringer is when the ribbing around the collar and the bottom of the sleeve are a different color i didn't know that did you learn that from didn't you work at the gap i did work at the gap for a while but like a ringer tee is traditionally the ones that kind of look like 70s baseball shirts that little kids wear that like my whole shirt is white but then it's red around the collar and the sleeve exactly what you mean i didn't know that had a name so i think these are being called heathered ringer tees and so it's like a heathery blue but then the the part that goes around the v-neck and the bottom of the sleeve is solid blue. And nice. like the charcoal gray one is dark charcoal gray with black. Nice. They're so cute. I love them. I need to find the t-shirts for this summer. I tend to look at, I think Old Navy often has good t-shirts um, for the ladies. You know, for ladies, there's so many different cuts. Yeah. Is it slim? Is it kind of flary at the bottom? Is it boxy? You've got to find, is the sleeve the right length that it's flattering? a lot of choices so when i find a t-shirt that i enjoy i will always buy several yeah i was just with our friend christine mm-hmm. uh a couple weeks ago and she found a really cute ladies tee at banana republic that was like scrunchy right at the like um v-neck part so Ooh. it gave like a little bit of cleavage a little bit of detail in the front little mm-hmm. like that's your fancy crunchy yeah and it was like a three-quarter but it was still a t-shirt See, I like a three-quarter yeah. sleeve. That's hard to find in a T-shirt, but I'm a big fan. And it kind of flared out a little bit in after the scrunchy part, so it kind of could maybe forgive you if you yeah. had, should have stepped away from the table a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to check it out. That blousy. sounds like I would enjoy. Blousy. Not blousy, she, different word. Yeah. She bought, a, <laughs> she bought a white one, and she said to me as she bought it, she goes, you need a white T-shirt for the summer. I'm like... Yeah, you're right, Christine. You, you totally do. do. You do need a white t-shirt for the summer. 
<laughs> you do. I don't have one right now, actually. And then this weekend, I found a t-shirt cardigan. It's cardigan, but it's made out of t-shirt material. I'm wearing it right now, and I probably am going to wear it every day this summer. And what? I might need to go get one in another color because I love it. Where's it's it from? t-shirt material. It's from American Apparel. So does it have a hood? No, it's a cardigan. Oh, so it's almost like a t-shirt like, material. Yeah, like a sweater set kind of. Yeah. Like you sort of except made of t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. So I can wear a cute little v-neck. Although last night I had my Wonder Woman t-shirt on and yes, my cute little cardigan over it because I love a cardigan too. I'm glad that the end of that sentence wasn't cute little short shorts. Cute little jersey shorts. <laughs> That's for some reason when I think of a Wonder Woman t-shirt, in my mm-hmm. mind it's automatically paired with some groovy Short well, shorts. it's funny you should say that because while we were in American Apparel, because American Apparel always has like some basics that I think everybody should have, but then there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, I'm an old man. You kids with your crazy fashion. Shenanigans. Like there was a chambray halter top jumper thing. For a like, woman. Yeah, like a oh, romper, good. I yeah. think you might even call it. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at it, I got Christine, oh my God. And and then we looked behind it, and there was a sheer black one. <gasps> Same thing, like tube top with pants connected. Now, it is a rare woman who huh. can rock the romper, but I'm going to say, to those of you who can, I say huzzah. I say, I still miss you. Right? And the, the sheer black one, I just kept saying to Christina, like, what if you came home one night and I was sitting on our couch just <laughs> wearing a sheer black <laughs> romper? Please make that happen. I'm going to see oh, you in July. I'm just saying. <laughs> So I'm just putting it out there. So anyway, well, she saw these, jer- there were these Jersey short shorts and they were, first of all, like I, I, in the rest of the world, I wear like a medium. Right. At American Apparel, I'm like, what do you have in the way of a 3X? Right. Because everyone there evidently is tiny, tiny people. So these shorts are just a size small and they're like marigold yellow and they're t-shirt material and they are the littlest shorts I've ever seen. And they're in the men's section. Wait, I was going to say, are they men's or women's? They're men's. Totally men's. And oh they're like my. jersey material, a.k.a. we can see everything through them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I picked them up. I'm like, I'm sorry. My wiener would hang out of these. And, and Christine's response was, without even laughing, was like, my wiener would hang out of those. <laughs> <laughs> and we then, like, were crying laughing in American Girl. And then you kind of don't want to be laughing too hard because you feel like the salespeople will think you're making fun of them or their their choices. Yeah, but you know oh, what? I, that sounds walked like away with some T-shirts for the summer. Yes, and we're excited about that. I, I'm gonna say though, if you're gonna carry, what did you say they were like mustard color and marigold yellow? Yellow T-shirt short shorts for men. You're gonna have to just put up with the mocking. Yeah. <coughs> oh, I still remember that cold I had two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> choking on something. Still got it. I'm choking on the laughter. <clears throat> choking on the wiener shorts. That sounds terrible. It does. Or um, like a jerk day on. <laughs> okay, another place I find um, good ladies' t-shirts sometimes, the Target. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Target has good ladies' clothes. Their men's section never. Well, and Nothing. you don't want to spend tons of money on a t-shirt because it needs to last totally. a season. And the next year, you're going to get new t-shirts. Yes. And that's why I also like a two-four. Like, yeah. buy two, get one. Three, you know... Yes. They're fourteen dollars each, but two, two for twenty. For 20. The yeah. old navy is the is the is the king of the the bundling. The, the bundling. How much do we love a t shirt bundle? I do. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go find some t shirts. Discount will be taken at register. Yes. Oh, that's good too. 
How much do we love when something's on sale and it's marked down and then and there's more sale lower? That's the best surprise. More sale. There's, more sale. There's more sale. Okay, well, that's a good one. So, people, what's your favorite T-shirt for the summer? We know you've got one. Let I us know. Um, all right, so for our second How Much Do We Love, we're actually going to take an idea that we stole from a listener. Well, he offered it. We didn't really steal it. But I'm just going to go ahead and read the letter. This is from um, our friend Kelly, and he writes, Hey, I thought of something I love that I thought you and Rob could agree with. How much do we love a homecoming landmark? Sorry if that doesn't make sense, but it was the best term that I could think of. Makes sense. But what I mean is this. Coming home to Spokane. He's from Spokane. Either from a road trip or just driving home from the airport, there's this hill that you drive down, and you come around a corner, and there's all of Spokane laid out in front of you. You take a big sigh and just know that you're home. I think that every city has this, whether it's something as dramatic as Spokane's or just a welcome to sign. I'd love to know what your and Rob's homecoming landmarks are. It's a good one. Really good one. Thank you, Kelly. So I told him, asked if we could steal this, and he said, of course. I have a bunch of them sort of based on different places that I've lived. And for me, it's more about the, the that particular feeling, that big sigh that he said, than the because mm-hmm. it's it, like for, for Atlanta, it's turning onto my parents' street. Like the minute I turn onto that street and you go mm-hmm. down the hill and around the corner and around the corner, then you're just in the home stretch. And it's this very, right. it's like a, it's like putting on a, a comfy sweater. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to think what it was for me in Chicago. It depended because I lived so many different places. Do you have one in Chicago? I definitely like if I'm driving, I mean, the, the easiest is like the first time you can see the skyline. Yes. And that kind of happens away. Like if you're coming in and that even frankly, on the plane that can happen. And it happens when I'm working in the suburbs, which is more often than not. Like you'll be like driving on the interstate, getting back into town. And it's like, Oh, there's this year's tower. Yeah. You know, like there's that feeling of like relief of being back. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing though, is like if I've been driving and I go straight into the city and then I take Lakeshore drive up to my house, because there's nothing better in Chicago than driving along the lake. Yeah, I agree. It just feels like the best thing, especially, uh, um, and it doesn't really matter if it's summer, it's heaven. If it's nighttime, it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. and all lit up. Uh, that's my, I think that's my, that's my big, like, Chicago thing is I love driving along the lake and it's usually the skyline and it usually either means like the Hancock building mm-hmm. or uh, Sears Tower. That's yeah. one of the reasons that we put the skyline on the cover of Foiled Again's album because we wanted something that you could look at right away and just be like, Chicago. Yeah, that's awesome. I think the one for me here in California is a specific apartment where well, it's like a, not apartment complex. It's like a townhouse community that's near my house. And that to me is like when I'm making the turn into the final stretch and that's sort of like, ah, I'm back in the neighborhood. Do you have yeah. one for Iowa? Um, I was thinking about that because I, um, my parents moved two or three times after I graduated. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, um, when I was a kid, it was when you turned from, turned from being on paved roads onto gravel roads because we lived out in the country and we lived on unpaved mm-hmm. roads. So the minute you would turn onto the rock road, then you were like, oh, we're almost there. And it's like the whole sound and all the dust flying. Yeah. Um, that always felt really good. And I, and I feel that way when I go to my grandma's house too. Nice. 
that's when you get onto the gravel road that you're like, okay, now we're talking. Now we're getting to where people live. That's great. I, I thought of another one for Atlanta, and I think this is because I, you know, I went to this performing arts high school, and I traveled a lot as a teenager, like internationally, and so I would, you know, and that's always kind of stressful when you're a kid. And for me, it's when you when you're in, you're in the Atlanta airport, and then you, you get off the plane and you take the little tram to the baggage claim, and then you get out and you have to go up this escalator a big mm-hmm. long escalator to get to where the baggage claim is. And then back in the day when people could actually meet you, that's mm-hmm. where people, that's where your parents would be or whoever. Right. Right. And um, so I still get that feeling when I'm going home to visit my folks, when I get off that, you know, the little, the little people mover train thing, when, as you're going up the elevator, which take the escalator, it takes a really long time. You're kind of like, Oh, what's going to be at the top. And now I'm here. Of course, now no right. one's ever there. My parents just pick me up outside, but still, <laughs> you know, that's, that's where the people wait with the sign. Yeah. You know, there's that's a nice feeling. I always like those signs. Yeah. And I remember just especially as a teenager in high school coming home from Europe or like when we went to Japan or, you know, it was so great to get home and coming up and all everybody's parents would be there waiting. And it was great. My parents, uh, one of the places that they wait for me when I go home now, Mm -hmm. because I fly into Omaha, Nebraska to get to my parents' place. And when I, in the Omaha airport, you come up like a long ramp that is also the ramp you take down and you go through security. Mm-hmm. And this, you're walking up this ramp and there's, uh, my parents are always at the top of the ramp waiting for me. Oh, and nice. it's, a- it's actually where uh, some of the pivotal scenes of the movie Up in the Air happened at that exact spot. Nice. Yeah, the same gift shop in the background and everything. Well, there's not that many spots in the Omaha airport, so mm-hmm. I guess they had the to... only spot. I liked that yeah. movie. I did too. Bleak. That's what I always say to people. It wasn't I? Don't wouldn't say that it was sad, but it was bleak. All right. So, people, what are your homecoming landmarks, Kelly? We love that topic. I want to know what they a are. Good thing. I ran up by some friends. I was having um, lunch with the other day. My friend and her son, and they both said, "I said, what does that mean to you?" And they both said, "Oregon, which is the street near their street." I mean, but to them, it was the exact uh-huh. same thing. They never discussed it before, and automatically, they had the same thing which i thought was kind of great so nice. i want to know what yours are people you can send them to us at podcast at how much do we love or post it on our facebook page love it that's where most of this stuff happens these days it's very nice i like how active everybody is i have to remind myself to read it every once in a while because i'm a, a you're slacker very, you're very busy not anymore i have the summer off oh i'm so excited well now's your chance to chat with rob on facebook <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> how, uh, Facebook.com slash how much do we love? Come join us. Yeah. I often put, take sort of an uh, unofficial polls there about That's things. Good. Um, okay. So for our last topic, let's play another one of our excellent runners up from the how much do you love contest? Yay. And who's this one from? It's from my fiance. Nepotism. Nepotism. Well, we didn't let him win, did we? No, we no. didn't. But he was one of the first people to enter. And he's going to talk about something that we also love. So here it is, Doug. Hello, how much do we love? This is Doug calling from the Peck Lindley Podcasting Studios. Rob is in the other room recording Daily Purge with John. And I thought I would take this chance to talk about something that I love in the How Much Do We Love series. My How Much Do I Love is the cheese plate. I've been thinking about cheese plates a lot lately. Uh, Starting on Christmas, I went to my friend Christine Sherrill's house, and she asked me to bring the cheese and crackers, and I was happy to oblige. 
And Christine's dad was very impressed. She, he kept calling me the cheese connoisseur and kept saying, look at that guy. He knows about cheese. It's just very simple. I love cheese. If I could eat one thing for the rest of my life, that's what it would be. Um, what I love about a cheese plate is sometimes you can't decide on just one cheese. So you can have a little bit of everything. Um, you can have a Manchego cheese. My That's probably my favorite. You get the sheep milk from La Mancha. Um, and you can have a blue, like a good Gorgonzola or a good Stilton or something. Sometimes you get them with cranberries in it or with a flavor running through it or just sometimes the regular plain stinky blue cheese. Um, and sometimes you just get a really good, really sharp cheddar, a brie, a camembert or something. You just combine it. Um, when I was in France, we had a cheese tasting competition that I won because they just kept getting stinkier and stinkier and I liked them more. Um, I, I, I just stayed until the end because the stinkier, the better for me. Um, sometimes you like cheese curds, but that's not necessarily on a cheese plate. Um, what's also fun is all the stuff that comes with it, the condiments. I know we love condiments and how much do we love. So this is in keeping with that theme. Um, if you have the Manchego, my favorite is usually quince paste, which at Christine Cheryl's Christmas, her dad was agog at what it's like. It's kind of like a jelly. It's delicious. Quince, by the way is the real fruit in the Garden of Eden. It just says apple, but it was really a quince. Um, sometimes the cheese is wrapped in really cool things like leaves or even ashes. That was the last cheese in the cheese tasting competition. Um, then there's slivered almonds or figs and sliced apples, and then warm, yummy bread. The warm, yummy bread brings me to my favorite cheese flight, cheese plate in Chicago is in Fine Spirits in Andersonville, and that was when I decided I was going to do a cheese plate for my How Much Do I Love, um, because they have the warmest, most delicious bread to go with their cheese plates. Um, three other cheese plates in Chicago that I want to mention for the Chicago listeners, or for when Sarah comes here, we'll take her there. Volo Wine Bar, delicious. Bin 36 and Bin Cafe, very delicious. And Tapas Barcelona in Evanston, which is the very first time I ever had quince paste, and that's all just Spanish cheeses and almonds and that. And it's so good. So, to sum it up, we love cheese. We love a cheese plate. We love Rob and Sarah. We're so grateful for them and their beautiful podcast. And thanking them for asking the listeners to tell us what we love. Bye, everybody. Yay for cheese plates and Doug. We love cheese plates. We've talked about various cheeses. And I know we've talked about cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. But we love the cheese plate. Just a cheese plate is good. In fact, um, the last time I was visiting you and we went out for your birthday, you and I had a pretty amazing cheese plate. Oh, it was good. So good. What was the name of that restaurant? Uh, Starbelly. Starbelly in San Francisco. Yeah. It was fantastic. Excellent cheese plate. And And a good server. Like a, a, a... Cheese plate is best when you've got a really cool server who will really kind of like take you through, like knows where the cheese is from, can tell you if it's a local farmer. You know, I like that. I like a little education with my deliciousness. And it had good accompaniments like Doug talked about, Mm -hmm. had all kinds of good stuff. And it had a cheese that I hadn't had before, but that now, unfortunately, I found the carry at Whole Foods, which is dangerous (sighs) because Mm. I want to buy it all the time and it's expensive and fattening. And it's called Truffle Tremor. It was so good. Oh, my God. It was good. It's, um, it's by the Cypress Grove, the same people who do um, the same guys who do Humboldt Fog. Humboldt Fog we love. You might be familiar with. And this is um, a goat's cheese, but it's kind of creamy like a, 
almost like a brie. I mean, it's a very creamy mm-hmm. texture. And then it's got this kind of truffle thing happening going through it that it's so good. Oh, my gosh. And I like to have it with this particular cracker that I'm going to save and talk about it in another podcast because it's worth having its own episode. Lovely. It's called Rain Coast Crisps Teaser. Um, so if you're at home. Yeah. And you're going to put together a cheese plate. And what would you typically put on it? If it's just me or if I'm uh, having no, people over. I... Otherwise, you're like Liz Lemon working on her night cheese, which yes. is one of my favorite things that ever happened on. 30 you guys Rock. remember that 30 Rock? Where I do. She was home by herself, and she has a huge chunk of cheese, and she's cutting it up. And she's going, working on my night cheese. <laughs> so funny. Oh, she's funny. Well, I do. It's pretty much what Doug was saying. I, I would say I would go with three cheeses, and I'm going to go with one kind of um, something sharp like a cheddar. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with something in the blue family. Yes. Or like a Stilton or a Humboldt Fog or even just a, like a Maytag blue. I love blue cheese. Just I like love Doug. blue cheese too. I, oh, the crazier the better. I love it. Um, mm. And then maybe something like a triple creme or a brie or something in the creamy family. Right, so you've got kind of a, I, I, and I sometimes will do like creamy and then I can make a distinction between like the cheddars and I sometimes mm-hmm. like, like a hard cheese. like yes. a really good Parmesan or I sometimes put Manchego in that category too. Yes. Yeah, like a I nice agree. dry hard cheese so often, to have all of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like a, a mix and then I like to have, you know, crackers or bread and mm-hmm. then I like to do apples, um, Marcona almonds, can't go wrong. Some honey, maybe. Some maybe. Grapes. grapes, delicious. Gosh, I really, you can't really go wrong with cheese. Um, God, I love cheese. What do you um? What do you put your cheese plate on if you're doing a cheese plate from home? Oh, that depends. You know, I you know my love of the dish. I know, and the appropriate dish for the appropriate cheese plate. Yeah, and I have a few different things I would use for a cheese plate. I like to use a square plate mm-hmm. for cheese. Um, gosh, I don't know. It could be a. I don't. I wouldn't say I have one specific cheese plate vehicle. I'm picturing a bunch of different things it could be on. I have I a like, couple. like the board. Sometimes you could do it on like a wooden cutting board. That's what board. I was just going to say. I use my like everyday cutting board that has been used over and over and over again. That's the thing I use most often for my cheese plates. That's good. Because then if you do have kind of a hard cheese and you didn't cut it all up, you right. could literally stick the knife in it and people can be hacking away at it and they're not going to be worried about like ruining your yeah. plate. Or making that terrible noise when a knife scratches on a plate. Ooh, terrible i actually just gave myself chills thinking about it that was terrible i also have a really really beautiful platter that okay you know how there's like those dessert plates that have like vintage labels on them mm-hmm. of things yeah i have a i have a platter that says les fromages de france on it and it's got like little labels from different kinds of things so actually if you wanted to you could like match put the brie where the brie label is oh, it's kind right, of like right. laid out it kind of looks like a it looks like a Passover plate a little bit, right. except it's a rectangle. But it's got like a little place for everything to go. My it, favorite is it thing segmented. It's not segmented. Okay. Which is kind of one of the things I like about yeah. it. You can kind of do your own thing, and by the time you get everything on there, people can't really, can't see. really see. Although I always do leave the like title. I always like make sure that's showing. Very nice. But what I love about it is that it, the handles. It has like handles so you can carry the mm-hmm. serving tray, and on one side it's a cow and on the other side it's a goat 
very it's very multi um, multi-denominational as far no, as cheese goes. No, no, no sheep's cheese, I guess. No, nope. uh, it's really pretty. I got it a long time ago, and I still use it all the time. Now, I actually also have some decorative little knives slash spreaders for because of course your mother wants to buy those for you. I'm pretty sure that all the ones I have, my mom may have given me, and one of them, the handle, they sound like the ultimate jungle marge gift. Besides yeah. socks and underwear, according for the holidays and dish towels, I, she's <laughs> not allowed to buy dish towels anymore. Um, my mom does it. My aunt Nancy actually does more of those kind of gifts, and she's gotten me spreaders. Oh no, I full on put my foot down and was like. You may not buy any more dish towels. <laughs> My dish towel drawer is overflowing. I love no, it. Stop with the dish towels. Um, she sends good ones. I have real cute ones from her, but I have enough. Um, love you, Jungle Marge. And because you know, she'll. I'll take things. some dish towels, Jungle Marge. Oh, Rob. You, oh, whoops. I'm just saying. You're like. You're getting dish towels now, you realize. Oh, I love it. Remember when you got socks and like a birthday card that played a song? Yeah. Yeah. Um, moms are for that's what it is no she's she at least she picks out good dish towels i have i have very cute one with owl cute two cute like fancy embroidery ones with owls on them right now but they're more decorative dish towels that's a topic for another day i do enjoy the dish towel but wait i was gonna say something else about cheese oh my cheese spreader so i have this one set there you know they have like the kind of dull roundish blades for spreading and then they have kind of a short squat ceramic handle that are green and kind of look like a leaf they're textured Mm -hmm. one time i didn't know one was in my disposal and i turned it on yikes that was bad yeah yeah and then the um this like super's wife had to come over with a and with a, like a shish kebab skewer, jammed mm-hmm. it in there and worked it out. It was impressive. Um, I've been given spreaders many times, but spreaders for me a lot of times go the way of the wine charms. Yeah. I tend to keep them around for a little while and then inevitably they go to the brown elephant. Yeah. Um, I, I do like these spreaders with the green ceramic. I had some other ones that had like kind of glass blob colorful blobs on them uh-huh. those have been exiled but i do well these i are get classics they kind of go with everything my aunt gets me ones that are like various nutcrackers from around the world at christmas like <laughs> right the ones that i don't know like the holy family oh dear <laughs> like, yeah just dumb ones like oh the a reindeer a candy cane oh I, right i don't like any of those mine are In not fact, specific i got that specific I, I one time uh, someone gave me like uh, a kind of like cheese plate gift thing, and the only thing I kept from it was the generic squat roundy knife because it just had a red wooden handle on it, just like nice. completely plain. And that's the one I use all the time. I can imagine shoving that into a hunk of gouda. Yes. Oh, you know what else we have that I love? We have a little tiny marble um, board. Mm-hmm. It's just tiny, just enough for like one kind of cheese, but it's got the like guillotine piano wire thing on it that you can like take, oh. <laughs> you can squish the thing down and then like slice the cheese. The planer, thin. essentially. Yeah, I think that's what you would call it. Yeah, the planer. That's the thing that's like the. Little... No, 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 not that kind. Oh, like, I it, know what you mean. It, though. Like, you yeah. lift up, lift up the thing. You move the cheese over yes. for how big you want the slice to be, and you bring yes. down the piano wire, and it cuts the thing. Yes, that is not a planer. But a planer is also a good cheese yeah, tool. Those are good. That because there's nothing like the thin shave. Mm. God, I love cheese, Doug. That there's... was a good topic. 
Now I'm going to need a cheese plate for one. <laughs> cheese plate. For, you know what I have in my fridge? Truffle cheese. Trammer. So they have it at Whole Foods, and I went and bought it once and then realized that I should never buy it. You and bought then, it the next day. I did. I, I was obsessed You were texting me while I'm on the airplane. Get it, you're like, stop it. it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I stopped at Whole Foods on my way home I did. Before. I went to oh, Whole no. Foods. Oh, no. They had. They did. Well, there was another kind of cheese we had that I was also looking for. And I, I, damn it, I can't remember what it was called now. Do you remember? It was like a, but it was made with half, it was half sheep and half cow or half goat and half cow. And it had some name that reflected some sort of pun about having two different kinds of milk in it. This is a good story. I don't remember it, but I will remember it and I'll put it on the Facebook page because I looked it up, but nobody has that in the stores. But so then yesterday I was at the Knob Hill, which is kind of a schmancy. It's a regular grocery store, but kind of schmancy. Huh? It's not a Whole Foods, but it's it's like an upscale regular store a little bit. Maybe like a Treasure Island here in Chicago. It's very much like a Treasure Island. And they, I was like, oh, the cheese section. And on a whim, because it's not that, it's a good section, but it's not enormous. I, I said to the woman, you don't happen to have truffle tremor, do you? She's like, oh, yeah, it's right there. <gasps> Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. And then she told me how she couldn't sell it and how she hates all things truffles and was, I think, confused by the fact that there's the truffle mushroom and chocolate truffles and they're two different things. They are very different. She made some comment about she didn't like any kind of truffles and something about chocolate. And I said, oh, you, you don't know what my, you're talking about. My friends, yeah. And then I bought the cheese and left and had a little little tiny piece of it last night. Oh, it's good, you guys. Truffle tremor. I like I like going to a place. Um, I'm thinking of like Benny's liquor store here mm-hmm. in Chicago that has a cheese section that has like a cheesemonger there. Yes. And they let you try anything you want. They'll do that at Whole Foods, yes. Oh, I love it. Now, that used to be my brother-in-law's job. Really? He was the cheese guy at Whole Foods in his early 20s, and that is where my sister met him. That's, oh, that's a romantic comedy right there. There's a cheese love story. Although, when she met him, he was the checkout guy. He later was promoted. She she did. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And then he was promoted to be the cheese guy. And God, they always had good cheese at their house. I bet. They're lovers of the cheese. He's vegetarian and she doesn't eat a lot of meat, so they are a lot always I don't know why that means there's a lot of cheese there, but it's a it's a a protein of choice in their home. There's no meat option, is why. Right. Ooh, cheese. I'm so having cheese while I watch the lost finale. The almost finale. Are you into Lost? No, I have a love-hate relationship with Lost. Okay. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to yeah. dampen the spirits of our listeners who enjoy Lost. Well, we did enjoy a finale of Survivors <gasps> versus Heroes right. versus Villains this week, which we've talked about a couple times this because it was the best season ever. It was really good, and this. And then when when Jeff Probst at the reunion was like. A lot of people have said this is the best season ever. I'm like, namely, Rob and Sarah from How Much Do We Love? I know, right? I think he was talking about us. He probably was. Oh, it was good this season. And frankly, I was happy with the winner. I think it's been long enough since Sunday that we can say. I was happy too. A lot of people weren't happy with Sandra's coattail rider. No. I feel like she did what she needed to do. And then she nailed it at Tribal Council. Nailed it. Oh, she turned it around. It was good. And I did watch it. I watched it very late in the evening because uh, we had a friend in town and it's her birthday. It was your closing night of your show. Yeah, and I had to make coconut cupcakes. Very busy. I was busy. I had nothing to do but watch it. So I I watched it late 
And I still had to, even though it was past midnight here, I had to text Sarah when Coach said King Arthur's journey has officially ended. Oh, it was, and sort of doffed his hat, kind of. He did like a weird, like, namaste, like, made a triangle with his hands and put it in front of his belly button. Like, (laughs) I felt like it was like sign language for a vagina or something. (laughs) Oh, King Arthur, what? Because what was that? He'd been the dragon slayer the whole time. And I then don't. now he's uh, being some. To- oh, now I am King Arthur. That King was Arthur's so good. journey has officially ended. I did not see the message until the a next lady. day. Oh, it was good. Okay, oh. let's recap. We love the T-shirt of the season. Perfect T-shirt of the season. Perfect and I want to know what other uh, boy listeners out there. I want to know what your T-shirt is. Girl listeners, let us know what yours are. Where'd you get it? Was there a two-for deal on it? Oh, was there a bundling involved? Bundling. <laughs> T-shirt bundling. <laughs> T-shirt bundling. I would also like to know, I'm going to check out that Banana Republic one. It's good. Christine, if you're listening, send me a link, will you, to that one on the website? It's cute. Like, the three-quarter sleeve made it look like the sleeves had been bunched up, and there was maybe even a little loop that had the little button that made it look like. It was a fancy T-shirt, but it was still a T-shirt. I love it. Okay, and then... We also love the homecoming landmark. Thank you, Kelly, for an excellent idea. What are your homecoming landmarks, people? I know you have them. And if you have pictures of them, you can put that on the the Facebook page, like post it on our our wall. That'd be cool. And finally, thank you, Doug, for your cheese plate entry in the How Much Mm -hmm. Do You Love contest because, wow. I haven't listened listened to the entry in a while, but does he talk about the ricotta with honey uh, in Fine Spirits? You know, I just listened to it, and I don't. He does mention the cheese plate, he, and I can't he remember. He loves Inside Spirits here in Chicago and Andersonville. Yes, he mentions lots. that. We both do, and he loves the yummy bread there. Now, yes. when he, there, you get the cheese plate, and they have a chalkboard of cheeses, and you can pick three or five. Ooh, we love that. So it's awesome, and we kind of go by the same one cheddar, one blue, one soft kind of thing. Uh, but he has been lately getting this ricotta that's homemade ricotta that's drizzled with honey. Come on. Oh, my god it's so good um anyway i would like to say that one time a couple years ago i made homemade ricotta it's very easy and it was off the hook as the kids say Mm. let's talk i'm gonna have to do that again and i put fresh herbs on it and olive oil oh it was so good um okay we just can't stop talking about cheese yeah oh i love ricotta not really a cheese plate cheese traditionally but boy is it good yeah Love it. Is there is actually an article on making your own ricotta in the details magazine that I'm holding right now. It's so easy. I don't. I feel like it involved milk and buttermilk, maybe. Uh, li- and you just- line, a, line a colander with four layers of cheesecloth. Place it in the sink. Heat the milk and buttermilk. Yeah, milk yep. and buttermilk. So three, easy. Three, three quarts of whole milk, three cups of buttermilk. I think I have that probably. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, it, although it really, should really, you know. It says that it, it says it only makes two and a half to three cups. Because you yeah, drain all that water. Gosh, it was good. Okay, um, people make ricotta and report on us to to us about it, and we'll yes. talk about that next time. You can report on us. The too. ricotta report, 2010. <laughs> ricotta report. Ricotta report. Uh, that could be a band. Sure. Wow, we can't stop talking about cheese. All right, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go eat some <laughs> cheese and watch the lost finale. And I'm gonna have another glass of wine. <laughs> That's always good too. We That's will. It. <laughs> we'll see you next time on how much do we love. Adios.